Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. Listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Now, today, who's our guest? Yeah, we're going to talk some baseball as we get ready for the September stretch drive. Well, we're into it already with uh, Shooty Babbitt, former A's player, uh, currently works as the A's TV analyst uh, on the post game and pregame shows, and also a, a fine major league scout. He's worked with several. Uh, ball clubs and still does that today. So we'll get a kind of a an interesting perspective on these uh, pennant races. There's a lot of stuff going on, especially in the American League, with a wild wild card situation. That's interesting. Shooty, as I remember, he only played one year, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he played one year. He had a, a pretty decent year uh, with Billy Martin's 1981 uh, AL West Division winning Oakland A's, and then he he played in the minor leagues for a number of years. But for well, he'll tell you the story why why he only played a year. But I, you know, you look at his numbers and he deserved to play more. So yeah. And you know, these things happen. Sometimes you, you fall out of favor. I think Bill, Billy was not an easy guy to play for. But he could have played for some other team, could he? He could have, yeah, but I, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll get the story we'll, we'll, from we'll you. We'll find out. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. it's interesting. Uh, uh, you were saying that he's a good scout. Yeah, you know, sometimes the best scouts yeah. are the guys that never make it to the majors or only play part-time. And it's true with the best managers. You think about, uh, you know, Bruce Bochy of the Giants, who's won three uh, World Series. He yeah. was mostly a backup catcher. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh so it's it's not unusual. Uh, Bob Melvin, who is currently the A's manager, yeah, he's a decent player, decent player, but yeah. mostly a backup catcher. It's yeah. Interesting. How many catchers? Mike Sosha. Sure. Well, you they know? can. You know, they they see the they're the quarterback of the field. They really so are. Because when you're catcher, you can see everything in front of you. They're the toughest guy, and they get more concussions too. You see, Mike Matheny has suffered 18 concussions in his career. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna pay the price for it. The, the St. Louis Cardinal manager. 18. 18. Had to, had to yeah. quit at the age of 36 because he just uh, had too many too many collisions. I think that's one of the reasons why that Major League uh, mandated that um, you yeah. know certain types of plays at home are now runners have to not. They're not, they're not allowed to slam into slam a guy. Into, yeah. Yeah. The old yeah. Pete Rose. Yeah, yeah exactly. I guess right. Ray Fossey. Yeah, well, stay tuned. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be right back. Mm-hmm. 
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. If you suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Avantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Avantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a $1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a $1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Your aches and pains can be washed away. Call right now for a risk-free quote. 800-552-6851. 800-552-6851. That's 800-552-6851. Allergies. Pollen in the air. Dogs in the house. Mold in the basement. Whatever triggers your allergy symptoms, it can really hold you back. Break through with Allegra 5-in-1 Relief. Allegra works fast, won't make you drowsy, provides 24-hour multi-symptom relief, and it's effective every day. Break through allergies with Allegra. Starts working in one hour, use only as directed. Guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, who do we have on the phone? Yeah, we got Shooty Babbitt, good friend of uh, mine and yours, who's been on the show several times. He is a uh, Major League Baseball scout, has been for many years, one of the really fine television analysts, and I've said this all along. I've known Shooty, you know, who's done a lot of uh, radio and television work uh, concerning baseball um, analysis over the years, and I really think <clears throat> this guy's the best in the Bay Area, without question. I, I really enjoy one of the reasons, one of the few reasons I watch the A's pre and post game shows is to hear what Shooty has to say. And he also played uh, in the major leagues with Billy Martin's Oakland A's in 1981. And before we get into the the current, uh, present, and today situation, Shooty, I got to ask you about 1981 because that was your one year in the major leagues. And Edward was curious because you know you had a pretty decent year. The A's had yeah. a great year that year, 
but you did not play another year in the major leagues. Now, that happens sometimes to ball players in the major leagues. They only get one shot, and even if they have a you know fairly decent shot, sometimes it doesn't work out in the long term. What was your situation involving? Well, I just think, and first of all, I just want to say thank you guys once again for having me on the show. Sure. I really enjoy uh, talking baseball, and um, I don't know if I'm worthy of all those accolades comments and compliments. You are. I'm honored and I appreciate them. We don't, we, don't, we don't give false praise here on Sports <laughs> Income right. 101. You know me, Shooty. I'm, I shoot from the hip shoot just like you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, Bruce, I just, I strongly feel that, you know, if you look at um, sports in general, I don't know, society, um, 500 is not bad for a lot of people. You know, we uh, were taught to strive for greatness three times as good. Um, so you can be remembered. You know, people are satisfied with 500. If you're 500 in baseball, you're relevant right now as far as a playoff team is concerned. Oh, I thought you meant batting average. <laughs> I'm all, yeah, you're very relevant. If you're batting 500. Hey, I hit 256 and they ran me out of there. Yeah, yeah. Well, what was that all about? Because you, you played for Billy Martin, who was kind of a hard ass, to, you know, to put it mildly. He was tough on players. Was it just that you, you weren't Billy's guy, or what was going on? You know, it was, it was like uh, – uh, it's a strange situation. Here you have um, the guy who gave me an opportunity out of spring training. The reason why I got a look anyway in spring training, actually I'd have my worst year in pro ball. I'd hit two thirty four in my first year at AAA, and I was just scared to death that they were going to release me. But uh, new ownership came in. They wanted to see what they had um, in the minor league. Uh, I was one of the guys that uh, had been there for a couple of years, so they had instruction league. They brought me in. Bob Didier wants to know why I hadn't stolen more bases, and I just hadn't been given an opportunity. Well, I stole 39 and 39 attempts, and they gave me an a invitation to spring training. Uh, Billy came in. He knew I was from Berkeley High, where he went to Berkeley High. We were both born and raised in Berkeley. We both played second base. We were both kind of fiery. I mean, oh, man, it was a perfect fit. And I went in spring training and won a job. But, you know, it was like, Sometimes if I didn't do it this way, it was the wrong way. You know, uh, he kind of mirrored me to play the way that he played, and I wasn't the same type of player. So, and he was a real controlling guy, man. Uh, so it, 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 I don't know where it went wrong, uh, but you know, he was at a time where we had a chance. We went to the playoffs in '81. You know, he wasn't a guy who was really fond of rookie players at that time. So, you know, timing is everything. Um, look back and I look at the modern day player today and it's amazing how guys can hang on and get uh, so many chances um, and they don't you know don't put up no type of numbers I mean it's amazing the numbers that I see on major league rosters today but is, is, uh, Shooty, let me ask you a question about that is it because the pool of players is smaller than it used to be uh, and I'd have to say yes yeah, okay. so, um, my responsibility as a scout I have 15 teams five organizations that I see and it's amazing that the lower levels um, the lack of skill set that I see. Uh, I'm not taking anything away from anybody, but my job is to scout and evaluate talent. And, you know, I was raised up as a scout from John Sherholz with the Braves and really believed in tools and player development. And we talk about tools, we talk about speed, power, arm strength, you know, things that make a difference. And now everything is so scientific. You know, it's not an internal instinctive game anymore. It's uh, somebody else's philosophy. So, Man, it's it's amazing how the game is just passing me by and changing so quickly. Mm-hmm. I know change people say change is good, but the game has been around for a hundred something years, and I didn't think anything was wrong with it. I didn't think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, um, but I know we're old fashioned, and 
you know, that's the way things go. But well, also, you know, steroids yeah. kind of had its... Uh, uh, that's a little run. Yeah. yeah no question it's about it. Well, i got to ask you about... I want to talk about... And, and Edward, I want to talk with you about the current races because they're really exciting. But I do want to touch on your old team, which, you know, nationally, a lot of people don't really follow the Oakland A's because they're kind of an anonymous team. they got a lot of good young players. They always seem to be bringing up these kids from the minor leagues, and that's the way they're going to go until they get a stadium and feel they have the, the revenue coming in. What has been, you know, looking from the outside in, because you work on the A's pre- and post-game show, so you watch a lot of their games. What do you see has been the one positive with the A's this year? Because you look at their record, it's one of the worst in baseball, yet they have a lot of good young talent, as usual. Well, Bruce, I am one who preaches trust in the process. Because everybody, especially nowadays, wants everything right now. And they don't want to put their head down and just let their work speak for itself. They've talked about it for the last couple of years, this core group of young kids that they really like. You know, the Barreto, Chapman, Olsen, Maxwell. uh, They've got a core of guys that they like. And they're bringing them up, Pender. They're bringing them all up at the same time. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you like to look at it, you know, these kids are getting an opportunity to learn at the major league level now. And in the past, when you got here, you were expected to perform at a certain level. And sure, you're going to struggle a little bit. But for the most part, you should continually get better if you're going to be a good player. But this core guys, uh, they've got some skill. They're real immature. They still have a whole lot of learning to do. Um, here's a team almost got swept by the Angels who are just struggling to beat 500. So it just tells you how far away that they have to go. We're going to start talking about representing what this organization is all about or has been about in the past, and that's winning championships. Uh, we got to trust the process. You know, you got the stadium issue. There's been change from the front to the bottom, from the back to the top. I mean, it's, it's been a whole lot of change, and we just have to sit back and watch how it all comes together. But um, I like the young kids that are coming up. Uh, it's amazing. You have pitching, you don't have defense. You have defense, you don't have pitching. You have everything else, you don't have hitting. Uh, it, it's so hard. And I mean, look at the Cubs, man. It's a hundred and some years before they can put it together and win another World Series championship. So these are for us to sit back and criticize and pick apart somebody else's organization. But, uh, you know, there are 29 other teams that have the same goal as you do. And, you got to have a lot of luck, skill, and a whole lot of things go your way for you to be that type of team. Yeah, and Chitty, when you're when you're looking at players, you know, you, uh, you have to go. I'm going to guess that you have to go beyond just the physical skill set. You really have to kind of get in their heads a little bit and make sure they're not they're not a head case, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, I remember I first showed up as a professional, and I was pretty good here growing up in Berkeley and every level I played. And once I got into professional baseball, everybody who was on the team was good where they were from. So it's not so much the skill the tool set. It's all about if you can impose your will. You know, and it's all about what's above the shoulders at that point. So yeah. uh, being able to put it all together, absolutely, it, it, it means a whole lot. Got to ask you about these races this year. You know, you look at the National League. The Dodgers up until recently have been dominant, and maybe this slump that they've been going through as we speak is a good thing for them to have before they get into the postseason. Uh, Washington's having a great year with Dusty Baker, leading a, a terrific team with some uh, some dominant pitching in the front line. And then Cleveland has been on fire that up until we spoke 
Today, uh, as we broadcast this uh, show, it's being taped. They had 14 straight wins. Houston was playing tremendous ball, and they picked up Justin Verlander um, and Cameron Mabin. I mean, but there are some crazy American League te- uh, and National League wildcard races going on here. Uh, St. Louis is still alive. Milwaukee's still in the picture, along with Colorado and Arizona. And, of course, in the American League, you've got six or seven teams. I mean, this is a... This is going to be a lot of fun watching the pennant races, even though the division races seem to be, for the most part, decided. There's going to be some wild card, uh, you know, jockeying down back and forth down the stretch, isn't there? Well, that's what, where I think Major League Baseball hit a home run. Um, because if you didn't have the wild card races right now, or you didn't have a wild card team, pretty much some of the divisions would be uh, pretty much decided, and we'd just be waiting for the season to end so you can get the playoffs started. Now it's going to keep people interested all the way to the last day. There's like six or seven teams that are bunched up that are just within three games. So every game is, which I feel, 162, every game is important anyway. Hey, Shooty, Shooty, and, stay, stay with us a second. I'm, I'm sorry, i got to get to a quick break or else uh, the station's going to yank me here. <laughs> okay, real quickly, uh, which NFL team was the first to lose three Super Bowls? Email edward at sportsecon101.com. We'll be right back. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? 
but it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Well, welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. First trivia question. Uh, we're talking football this whole uh, um, trivia theme, okay? Yeah, because football season is, uh, the just, NFL under, is underway. Just about speak. to get... Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, which NFL team was the first? To, uh, these are fairly easy, actually. Which uh, NFL team was the first to lose three Super Bowls? Well, I, I'm going to let Shooty try to answer that. I know the answer, but I, I wonder if Shooty does. You know the answer to that one, Shooty? No, can't say that I do, there, Bruce. It, it's a pretty easy one, actually. It's the yeah. Buffalo Bills. They no. lost. Uh, no, the first to lose three Super Bowls. I didn't say in a row. Just oh, the first to lose Super okay. Bowls. Well, they lost four in a row, actually. Yeah, that's but, true. Well, let, hey, now, then stop a second. Let me think. <laughs> let me think. Uh boy. Well, it, was, it was my beloved team when I was young. Yeah, you I, wouldn't know that. Oh, <laughs> He's I shaking know that. his head. Uh, who was it? The Vikings. Oh, of course. The Vikings yeah. lost four, actually. Yeah, but but the first to lose three. Though, I saw them lose their fourth. The first Super Bowl I ever went to was the Raiders' uh, first win in, in uh, Pasadena. Pasadena. The great moment for the snake. Yeah, remind everybody who is on the phone. Yeah, we got Shooty Babbitt, a Major League scout, uh, Oakland A's TV analyst, and former Major League player, we were talking a little about the these wild card races, and Shitty, you were referencing the fact that the wild card has really turned out to be a, a huge boost because it's kept so many teams alive and, and it kept the interest up in all the teams that uh, that are out of the race. And do you think they'll turn like the basketball, where half the teams make the <laughs> make the playoffs? Well, yeah, ten teams, ten teams per league, per, you know, ten teams total. That's not too bad, but it has been good for the game, hasn't it, Shitty? Yeah, I think it has, Bruce, um, because it keeps interest. I mean, one hundred sixty game season is a long time and the way that the pace of play is changing baseball right now you're going to keep people's attention uh you you've got to find ways and i think uh by keeping everybody relevant uh giving other teams that uh well since you're want you know parity you've got a bunch of teams that are around 500 and they can play about five or ten games above they've got a chance so i like it you know i like it because i think it's fair for all the baseball fans the team is Eating in there, you know, fairly good team, not a big market club, but they're playing above um, what you think they should, and they should get an opportunity. So I, I, I'm, I'm loving it this time. I know I, I love it. I love it too. What was it prior to 1969? I think uh, it was just you know whoever was the top. Well, actually, it was up at, up until uh, 2000. What was it? 1990. I'm trying to remember. 1997, I think, was the first year of the wild card. Maybe it was even later than that. But but 69, I think, was the first time that. Oh, well, you had divisional. Yeah, divisional play. Yeah, yeah. Divisional play. yeah. that's yeah. true. Yeah. That is true. But um, no, I I, I love it because I, I like the idea. What do they have? A, like a one one game to determine game, who, yeah. who's determined the uh, wild card yeah, game, and, and then they get in. And so those games turn great. out to be pretty good. They pretty usually good. do. Yeah. Hey, one team. Well, look at this. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but yeah. talking about liking it. Want to have a bad stomach? Last year, my New York Mets were in a one-game playoff with the Giants, Madison Bumgarner and Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. We've got Noah Syndergaard going up against the best pitcher in the history of the playoffs, um, and Madison Bumgarner, and they're going mano a mano all the way up into the sixth 
in and, and because of the way that the game is being monitored and ran now, he has to come out of the game because he's got 116 or 118 pitches or something like that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I was yeah. having this conversation with Dave Stewart. He said he would have tackled. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pitching coach. Yeah, what do you think about pulling me out? Yeah. I mean, it's not a rule. It's you know, it, I mean, they look at a guy's arm, and I, mean, I understand all the statistics, but yeah, come on, man, let the guy. Pitch. Well, he, Shitty was mentioning earlier. I think a lot of it has to do, and tell me if I'm wrong, Shitty, the fact that there's so many teams now, and it the the pitching is is spread out so thinly that if you have one or two guys in your team that are aces, you really got to you know you got to baby those guys, you got to protect them, you got to make sure that you don't get them hurt. So you're watching those pitch counts really closely. Yeah, because you got to pay them. Yeah, and, and and you got to watch what they do off uh, off the field, like, uh, <laughs> like, the, like Bumgarner. Bumgarner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with his with his dirt bike accident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the one team that intrigues me, and again, they were that close to winning it all last year. The Cleveland Indians. Now, we don't hear a lot of talk about them outside of Ohio, but you look at them on paper. They've got some great pitching, whether it's Carrasco or Kluber. But their everyday lineup, you know, they're no number one or number two guys that really stand out on that team, yet they just keep winning. What's going on with the Cleveland Indians? Should you, you must be an interested spectator when it comes to following that team. Well, they just do a great job of developing. I mean, they've done a great job over the past 10 years developing young players and coming to the Major League and having um, impact. They've done a great job over in Latin America. Uh, you'll see a kid like Jose Ramirez, who's probably one of the best um, hitters that no one talks about in baseball which hitter that hits for power, uh, was an all-star last year, is having a great year this year. Uh, they just do a great job over there. Uh, so uh, it's good to see a team that's having success, that believes in development, because I am truly a, a product of that type of uh, scouting, that type of environment. So, uh, But they do a great job. You know, Terry Francona is a fantastic manager, does a great job communicating and getting the best out of his players. So... Um, I think they're worthy of everything that's happening to them right now. Our good friend Barry Bloom, who writes for MLB.com, says he expects them. He fully expects them to be in the World Series. Of course, you never know. You, you can run into injuries or a hot team. But on paper, I mean, they're playing some great baseball as we speak. They just tied last year's record. Believe it or not, they set a record last year of 14 wins in a row. And as we speak, they've won 14 in a row uh, this year. And it just seems like right now, you know, when you're playing great baseball down the stretch, that, that can carry over sometimes into the postseason. Oh, absolutely. Um, sometimes you find a team that somewhat has a, a champagne hangover, but I, I've mm-hmm. watched teams that who went to the World Series and lost and come back the next year. Most recently, Kansas City yeah. uh, had lost and came back and took it out on us. Um, so that's, I, you expect that. You go close and then to go out and make a couple of moves to put yourself or keep yourself in position. Um, you like to see teams that go out and, and when they win, reinvest in the team right away to make sure that they have a chance because that window of opportunity is so small. And, yeah. man, oh, man, you may never get there again. Definitely got to take advantage of the opportunity. How about uh, the Dodgers as we speak? Again, they are in a slump, but they have been playing, you know, something like 700 baseball up until the last couple of weeks. Is it a good thing, Shooty, for them to have, if they're going to have a slump, maybe to have it now rather than in three weeks, obviously, because then, you know, this is a team that has stumbled on the precipice the last three decades. They haven't been able to make it to the World Series, and they have on paper maybe the best team in baseball. So maybe it's a good thing that they're struggling right now is because they can afford to. They've got such a huge lead uh, that by the time they get in the postseason, maybe they get their act together. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
it's hard to sustain that level of play for a whole season. Um, they have so much time to figure it out and straighten it out. Guys need to rest a little bit. Kershaw was hurt. Rich Hill spent some time on the disabled list. Um, they've got some players, man. They've got a competitive lineup of some offensive guys that can do some damage that still have to produce to be in the lineup. One thing you don't want to do is limp into the finish line, especially when you have a, you're probably going to play a hot wild card team that played good to get in, and they have some momentum and confidence and everything else. So uh, they kind of remind me of the Lakers a little bit. You know, got a little bored with it. Um, they know what's coming up, and I think their team is good enough with the veterans that they have that they can, you know, there's not going to be any problem with the Dodgers. Hey, hey Shudi, uh, going back to just being uh, being a scout for just a minute, how does general management look when you know you you've kind of looked at a, a prospect and said you know what this guy is really good and i guess there's you know always going to be somebody looking over your shoulder but then when i when i when he doesn't produce how do they make that a reflection on you you know what i mean because obviously your job is just as susceptible what's the word <laughs> assess uh, no, no no uh you're susceptible yeah, um, oh, susceptible yeah <laughs> or susceptible susceptible there that's the go. word gosh and a little tongue-tied here yeah, there you, go. you know uh as as the players well for me uh in the way that it's always gone um one thing that i don't look for is praise because that's my job you don't look for praise, for praise. did you say I don't look for praise. When I go out and recommend a guy, if he does well for the organization, that's what my job is. But in the same breath, what I find for my organizations, what they don't do is that they don't uh, – something goes wrong. I mean, you have to find a zillion of them before you can get a good one. That's just the nature of the game. Yeah. So they don't look at it that way. Typically, the general manager of the organization gets all the credit, and I'm a part of the organization, and that's fine. You know, I know they – and give me praise on the first and the 15th. So um, as long as it's like that, I don't need any other praise. And then how, how do they feel when, let's say, and, you know, this would be the same for you, when you've looked at a player and you didn't really think he was much and then somehow he gets picked up by another team and he does really well. And it's like, you know, did you miss something? Or how, how do you in, internally deal with that? Or how does management uh, make comments on that? Uh, they, they don't. They don't? Okay. Um, no, I mean, I think if Somebody goes out there and overpays a guy. I mean, you have so many reports and so many people's opinion that go in on decisions that it's pretty hard to point your finger at one person because it's such a chain of command that goes on when you get ready to sign a guy. Mm. Gotcha. Shooty Babbitt is joining us. He's a major league scout, uh, television analyst for the Oakland A's, and, and played in the major leagues. And, and back to the races a little bit. One, one team that we talked about, the Dodgers, and I, I want to get into that a little bit with you in a second here yeah. because, uh, to me, that is the team that has just been tearing it up. But we mentioned their, their problems. But I want to get into some specifics. But I know we have to get Yeah, we're going to cut to a break, yeah. and when we come back, we'll, we'll yeah, introduce Bruce, that. Yeah, Bruce, I'm going to get going, too, Bruce. Oh, you got to get going. Hey, listen, thanks so much for joining thanks, us, Shooty. Right, thanks for having me, guys. All You got it. Shooty Babbitt joining us. We'll talk a little bit about yeah. the Dodgers because I'm just intrigued by that team. I know, because yeah. it's just like they were always on the on the cusp, and yeah. then uh, they just blow it. Yeah. Okay, here's our second trivia question, talking football. Who broke Mark Gastineau's 20, sack seas, 20 sacks in a season? And he did this in the year 2001. Right. That's our question, all right? You're going to email edward at sportsecon101.com. Let's see if you're the first email with the correct answer. Who broke Mark Gastineau's 20 sacks in a season in 
the year 2001. When we come back, Bruce is going to talk uh, more about the Dodgers, and we'll see uh, we'll see how they do. All right, mm-hmm. don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 is going to be right back. Sports Econ 101 listeners, I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. 
Second trivia question. Who broke Mark Gastineau's 20 sacks in a season uh, in uh, 2001? That was that guy. Now, he's, I think, it's one of two guys. Well, no, it's, it's, it's a New York Giant, right? Yes, it is. And he's a national television yes, host. Yes, he is. Uh, Jeter, what's his name? No, no, no. Oh, not Michael that. Strahan. Michael Strahan, <laughs> yeah. Michael Strahan. You know, it's funny because he, he got his last sack. They almost let him have it. They almost I let just, it, which, oh, which, which no, really kind of tainted the record. You know because what? it was in a meaningless game or late in a game, and the other team said, yeah, oh, he's that close, let him have it. He's a good guy. Because everybody likes Michael Strahan. Yeah. Nice guy, you no, know? But, yeah, that does taint it. You know, it reminds me, um, there was a, a women's basketball uh, game where some uh, one of the ladies was, uh, she was like a point away from the, the record. For a single game. For a single game. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 not single game, for the, for the season. Oh, okay. And last game of the season, um, somehow she broke her leg. And so what they did was they they decided to put her in the game, put her under the basket, and then other the other team just kind of let her let her go ahead and score. And I'm thinking, you know what? The better way to do it is put her in the game, let her stay under the basket, yeah. but still play regular basketball sure. and see if she can do it. Yeah. You know that would be not as bad. But just letting just, her have it, they, and, just kinda, and the other team just let her score. Yeah, they just yeah they just automatically. Yeah. Said, in fact, the way they did it was they said, tell you what. You let her score two points. We'll let you score two points so that we're effectively starting you know, off at zero. And it's like, come I understand on. that, and it's maybe good sportsmanship or whatever, yeah. but that taints the record. To me, it it, you, I, I'm sorry if you have an injury. That's part of the game. If you don't, if you yeah. don't get a chance of the record, you're injured. Well, that's well, that's well, tough, or, tough or, bananas. But again, okay, let's say I'm the coach of, right. of her team. Right. I'd say, okay, here's the deal. We'll put you in, and, and, uh, and, and hopefully <laughs> you know, you'll score. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, if you know, I mean, I guess it depends on how important the game was, right? right. Because if, if the game's not that important, then it's like you know, you don't ask the other team right. to 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 lay down. Sure. But it's like, okay, listen, we're putting her here, and, and hopefully she'll score. But yeah, yeah, yeah that tainting the record. It's, uh, well, you know, it's funny. I heard, and again, these are just stories. But uh, DiMaggio breaking, uh, you know, the fifty-six games. Yeah. Right. Apparently, if you look through all the 56 hits, there were definitely some that could have easily have been scored errors. Oh, yeah. And they purposely, well, come on, let's get let Joe get the record. So they kind of yeah. pushed it over the edge. You know what's interesting about Joe DiMaggio? I don't know if a lot of people know this. He averaged about only 56 strikeouts, maybe 40 to 50 strikeouts a year out of 500 at-bats, which is incredibly that's low. Really good. Yeah, that's he was really good. He was such a smart hitter. Such a Ted Williams was the same way, wasn't he? Same kind of guy, yeah, really just you know, a real, a real student of the game. Yeah, you know, we were talking about the, the here the and Dodgers, now, though. Yeah. The Dodgers, you know, they're in a funk as we speak. Now they may have come out of the funk as the show airs, but you look at their record. Even as we speak, they're still playing six sixty-seven baseball, and you look at that lineup they have. My gosh, you know, the the young players in that team, whether it's Taylor at shortstop or Seager. Or, you know, Bellinger. I mean, they've got a team, and the pitching, you know, with Kershaw and with Hill. I mean, they've got a team that, that could be around uh, for a while. And, you know, I grew up a Giant fan, as you did, and we yep. kind of hate the Dodgers. But I'd, I'd kind of like to see them. I wouldn't mind seeing them in the World Series this year because I think it would be good for baseball to have a team that exciting uh, playing. Now, what, are you, what are your feelings about the Dodgers? Because to no, me, I, you, I've you, never been a, necessarily a Dodger hater. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, I, I was. Well, I know because, because, because they just tormented the Giants sure, for years. Bill Russell, Ron yeah. Say, Steve Garvey, oh, you know, yeah. back, back in the seventies, especially Dusty Baker. Yeah. Dusty Baker. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. I mean, they, it was it was a little easier to dislike them. Let's put and it Tommy that way. Tommy sort of made it easy. Yeah. 
Although I got to know Tommy Lasorda later. Nice guy if you got to know him. He really was. So I didn't. Uh, it's funny. He for some reason he didn't bother me. Maybe because he he looked so cute and roly poly. Yeah, he, he was he was a funny guy. Not a good loser though. Boy, if you went to him after a loss and tried to get an interview, his mouth would be stuffed full of pasta. And go, oh, that didn't play well. <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> Remember one time a, play, uh, a, a writer asked him a question, and he, he just looked at the guy and goes, how can you ask me a blanking question like that? Jeez, you know, you've been covering this team for how many years? Come on. You know, and then he went off on a tangent. And all the, all the guys like me who had the microphones like, hey, keep it up, Tommy. Yeah, we love this stuff. But today, that would be all over YouTube, all over oh, yeah. Facebook. Oh, my God. You know, but in those days, it was a little different. Well, how many reporters uh, like to you know, play Monday morning quarterback? So to say, oh, and know, also, how many reporters – and I tell you this, truthfully, because I, I used to go into the, into the clubhouse and locker room all the time after baseball games. A lot of the reporters, you know, they're looking for a story. They're looking for a, uh, an angle. And sometimes they're looking to kind of stir it up, and they'll yeah. ask a provocative question knowing it's going to elicit an angry response, and they like it. And they're sitting there scribbling away, all right, yeah. I got something for my story. Well, if you, is, what do they say? If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, we, you know, part of the muckraking. Well, you know. we uh, we played a, a really good team today, and uh, we, we didn't come with our A game. I mean, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. You know? oh, play, yeah, I tell you, 90% <laughs> of what you get out of the clubhouse at baseball is just useless and wasteful. But you do get some interesting insights once in a while. Tommy Lasorda was always there. To provide another guy, I really hope does well. If if it's not the Dodgers, I hope Dusty Baker gets his team back yeah, in the World Series because he's had a lot of good teams in San Francisco and Washington, but only one World Series appearance. And of course, the the Giants blew that three games. Yeah, two thousand two, yeah. they blew that three games. The two lead to to uh, the Angels, but yeah, Washington. I mean, Scherzer is back. You got you know you've got a, a, a team with uh, Zimmerman and. Uh, Harper. Harper, and of course, yeah, Harper and, and Murphy, who has just been a clutch yeah. hitter since coming over from the Mets. So, you know, I, I'd love to see the Dodgers and in, in, in Washington. And, and the Cubs are, you know, not playing bad baseball. They're actually playing pretty well. But they're the defending champions. So those are the three teams to watch. But as you mentioned earlier, Edward, wild card teams can make an interesting sure. – and a lot of wild card teams won, and Arizona has been red hot, and they're, they're the team to be reckoned with. And, uh, and Houston uh, has won it never. So that's uh, right. They've be, only been in the World Series once, once, and they, and they lost, lost to Chicago. They lost to the yeah. White Sox in two thousand and four, I think it was, or two thousand five. So six was uh, the Cardinals won for Tony Larusa. Oh, against the Detroit Tigers. Against Detroit yeah, Tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I remember I, I, all this I, nonsense. Yeah, I wanted Detroit. I remember that. Yeah. No, I think I'm trying to remember now. What? Was, no, it, it was out later, like two thousand. Well, actually, two two thousand and four was the Red Sox first time. Yeah, that's right. Two thousand five was Houston and. And the White Sox, yes, two teams yes, that hadn't, yes, yes. you know, Houston had never been there, and the White Sox hadn't been there since, since I think nineteen eighteen or something. No, no, no. Oh, they've been there fifty nine. That's yeah. right. But they hadn't Go won a world, Sox, yeah. hadn't won a World Series since like nineteen seventeen. Yeah, know? and that's what I thought was really kind of funny because people had always forgotten about them. Everyone's talked about the Red Sox and the well, yeah, the Red Sox. That, it's because the Red Sox had more of a you know the last 30, 40 years they've had this incredibly loyal fan following before nineteen sixty seven. And they've been in the series; they keep losing. Yeah, it. they keep losing. But you yeah. know, the, before nineteen sixty seven, the Red Sox were not a, a prosperous franchise. One of the big reasons yeah. was Tom Yaki, their late owner, who was loved by the players, was an avowed racist. He wouldn't yeah. he wouldn't bring in an African American player, and this is one of the reasons he was the last one. They were he the was the last one, one yeah. Pumsey Green from the Bay Area. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people were turned off by that, and the Red Sox weren't very good. They, you know, up until 1967, uh, between Ted Williams' time and that period, yeah. about 20 years, they, they stunk. I wonder if uh, Ted was, you know, saying, come on, man, get, get some good black players here. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure a, lot of play, a, a lot of players probably did, but they figured, yeah, you know, we 
the owners are going to do what the owners are going to do. And, and in those days, the players, you know, didn't have a lot of power to begin with. They were not no unions. They were signed year-to-year contracts. Willie Mays' highest salary was $125,000. Willie Mays! Yeah, but what... Uh, and then that went a lot further it, back in 1973. See, but, yeah. I mean, Willie Mays. Can you imagine yeah, the money oh, yeah. Willie Mays would make today? Well, yeah, didn't Babe Ruth make a Babe, Babe Ruth made 80000 80000 And it was funny because somebody yeah. asked him, you know, did you... You made more than the, the president of the United States. <laughs> and he said, I had a I better, better year. year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Babe's famous comment to, to Calvin Coolidge, who never really spoke very much. It was an opening day, and it was a hot afternoon in, in April. And he looks over at... He's like waving his hat in front of his face to kind of cool himself off. And he goes, hot as hell, ain't it, Prez? Yeah. <laughs> and then he took the cabbage leaf out. The cabbage leaf. That's, that's right. right. You know, that's an interesting story. A lot of players, I don't know if our listeners know this, especially our younger ones, back in the day, players would take a big cabbage leaf and put it inside their hat, and it would actually act as a uh, coolant. It would cool their heads. So my, I'm surprised players don't do that today. Maybe the way the, hat, the hats were all wool in those days, so they were hotter, oh, so maybe yeah. they had to. Yeah. In fact, why don't they have, you know how they have those hats, like, okay, the People can't see the hat you're wearing is right. a typical baseball hat. Sure, but I like the kind that have the mesh because it, it yeah, gives air. Yeah, it cools you off. But well, the major league players don't have those kind of hats. Yeah, why not? Be, well, I, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. Maybe they feel that they're permeable enough. Uh, boy, I, good question. I, mean, I, I wish I could. We're gonna have I to look that up. I mean, they can make it look good. Maybe because they look cheaper. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, you don't see the fans one. don't see the back of the hat. Who cares if you're a fan what the guy's wearing? Well, you know? Unless you're in the, in the bleachers. Yeah, you know, and even then, who cares? Jeez. I, you know, it's funny. One time, um, I always wanted an authentic, real Major League cap worn by a real player. Uh-huh. And it was and it was kind of a silly obsession of mine. And the Giants have a longtime clubhouse manager who still works there named Mike Murphy, who's in his 70s. He's been with the club since, the, since he was a kid. And I went up to him once, and I said, this is about in 2000. And I said, Murph, you know, I, I've never asked you for anything, and, and I hope this – I'm not out of line, but I would love if you have a hat that's been discarded by a player who – you know, because each player gets, I don't know, how many hats a year. Sure. You know, could you give it to me? Uh, and he goes, oh, no problem. He says, i got one right here. And he goes over to Ellis Burke's, uh, oh, yeah, you know, the, sure. the outfitter, uh-huh. um, longtime outfitter with Boston and Boston, then Colorado yeah. and then, of course, the Giants for a couple of years. And he goes, Ellis has got some old hats here, and he says, it's got a little sweat stain on it, but, you know, you can have it. So I put it on my head. I didn't put it on right away. I put it on my head in the press box. It was too small. And I thought, oh, geez, I'm not going to go back and ask him for another one. Uh, but I still yeah. got that hat. And uh, I mean, because you were planning on wearing it, not just having it as a memento. Yeah, I was going to wear it. Yeah, wear it. I still wear it around. It's a little. It's not actually that small. It's a little tight. It's not like comfortable. <laughs> Doesn't have that. The, the, interesting. The, Ameri- the they don't have those nice elastic bands because they're oh, yeah. form fitted. They have the you know the, the certain most hats nowadays that you get. For your kid, or you know, high school hats for your team, they are elastic. Unless, oh yeah, you get so they for, you know, for everybody's for got a different everybody, size yeah, head. Sure. But but for major leaguers, they have them spe- specified to the you know the size of your head, size of your they, head, you know? their head. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Ever you remember Paul Blair? Oh sure, Baltimore great, Orioles, great uh, fielder. Yeah, one of the best. So one time they were playing the A's. This is back in the uh, late sixties, uh, early seven. It must have been in the seven early seventies. And I, I went. Uh, I was one of those, those kids who went down and you know tried to get autographs. Right? You were a little kid in the seventies. That's right. Well, not that little actually. I was yeah. born in sixty, so okay. yeah, I was you know eleven years old. Let's yeah. say seventy one. Which is a when you're eleven, twelve, major league oh. baseball. At oh, that it's age, awesome! Yeah, it's like magical. It, it really was. Yeah. So I I, would, I go down there with a whole bunch of kids, right? Mm-hmm. And he signs my hat, but he signed it on the top part. Oh, not know, on the inside. Why. Yeah, yeah. And and when I looked at it, it was like. Oh man, you can't really read this too yeah. much. So I kind of waited, and I kind kind of back, and I said, "Could you sign my hat?" And he, and he looks, 
And he goes, I already signed this thing. I go, I know, but I can't read it. Turn it over. And so he signed it on the oh, inside. Oh, that was thing. nice. Yeah. No, I, I, it's like, how many kids even get one autograph? I got uh, two. There you go. <laughs> two from the, two from, the, from the same guy. I remember I, I asked Joe Morgan when he was a rookie, and I was just like about 10, 12 years old, for his autograph. And he couldn't have been any nicer. He goes, thank you. Oh. And I asked him about it years later. I said, Joe, I remember you, you gave me your autograph when you were a rookie player. And you were so nice about it. I said, you know, all the autographs you must have signed. He goes, you know, in my rookie year, when people started asking me for my autograph, I was so thrilled, even if it was just a little kid like you at the time, to give them the autograph. Sure. And it was a big deal. Now, so. now you got to be like Pete Rose and, 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 get, and you have to pay for it. Oh, boy. <laughs> you, know, you think he'll ever get in the Hall of Fame? I think eventually he will. Yeah, you know, he should be in the he Hall should. of Fame. I mean, it's yeah. like Barry Bonds. He should be in the Hall of Fame. I know a lot of people say, oh, steroid cheater. You know, he would have put up Hall of Fame numbers even if he didn't do the steroids. Well, the thing with Rose is it's not that he didn't put up Hall of Fame numbers. It was the gambling thing. Yeah, but the gambling thing happened I, after he was out as a player. No, I know. I, yeah. I, I, that's what I agree. I, yeah. I, and I I'm, not, he, I'm not condoning that. No, Don't no, get me wrong. No, of course not. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think he totally blo- – listen, if a guy like Ty Cobb can get in and Cap Anson can get in, <laughs> yeah. then, you know uh, – uh, Listen, if we're going to be politically correct, well, and Pete Rose wasn't a bad guy, you know, he just had yeah. a gamble, he had a gambling problem, which was very serious, and he never acknowledged it. Which I think, if he had acknowledged it and gone to Gamblers Anonymous and said I made a mistake, uh, it, all would have been uh, forgiven. Sh- but he, would, he never did. That's right. Yeah, and A. Bartlett Giamatti would have still been alive. Yeah. Okay. Third. By the way, question. a little quick, real quick trivia question: Who A. Bartlett Giamatti's son is? Is Paul? Paul yeah, Giamatti, Paul Giamatti. The, yeah, the, the actor. actor yeah. yeah, very good actor too. Yeah. Uh, he's a funny guy. Yeah. Okay. Third trivia question: If a Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steeler kicked a field goal with the ball hiked from the 50-yard line and made it. How long was the actual field goal? Now, why are you picking the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, it's just, just any, anybody. Oh, okay. It could be anybody. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not okay. specifically Pittsburgh different. Okay. Just, yeah, if a kicker kicked a field goal, uh, if the ball's hiked from the 50-yard line, line. Okay. how long is the actual field goal? Gotcha. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. 
Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have 5000 10000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Third and final trivia question. you got to take your shoes and socks off and <laughs> use a calculator and an abacus and a slide rule for this uh, one. This one's easy. Uh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. If a uh, kicker, we just picked the Pittsburgh Steelers right. kicker field, kicks a field goal with the ball hiked from the 50-yard line and made it. How long was the actual field goal? Well, usually you line up s- seven yards behind the kicker, so it would be 67 yards because you're from the 50. That's already 60, and then seven more. So I'm going to say 67. That is correct. Yeah, very good. Yeah, well, I, it's funny. I, it's always about seven yards. It's 21 feet, seven yeah. yards. That's and, that's and a, you remember the 10. Yeah, now, remember when we were kids, the goalpost used to be was, at the goal line. Yeah, that's right. And but kickers got to be too good. Just too oh, good. I thought it was because people got hurt from yeah. hitting the field goal. You know, like or, hit, or, hit, or hit, maybe hit the or people hitting running at the goal. So, you know, yeah, they had the goalposts in there for years. It wasn't so much that it was they they the kickers. You know, were kicking so much better, and that's basically why. How about that? Huh? Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know, but I kind of like that because that way, you know, you can kick from your own forty. I know, but know? Yeah, we had too many field goals, especially today. Well, God, these guys true, are so yeah. good. The average field goal kicker makes two thirds of his field goals. And these guys kick yeah. until they're forty. Look at Morton yeah. Anderson a couple years back. Well, more than a couple years ago, he he play, he kicked till he was forty three. Yeah. So you know, in the old days, kickers were also they usually were wide receivers or sometimes even guards. I mean, or or George Blando, yeah. George Blando, former quarterback, <laughs> and they were straight yeah. ahead kickers, not the soccer That's style. True. Who was no, the first or, soccer style? There's a good trivia uh, question. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, oh come on, not Pete Gogolak. Really? Yeah, Pete Gogolak. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we got to cut out here. Yeah. Thoughts for the day. Napoleon Bonaparte drew up his battle plans inside of a sandbox. Probably should have left them there if they were for Waterloo. <laughs> and 150 calories are used every hour. Or- the games, it, as, as a sprinter, um, what was that like getting to represent your uh, as an Olympian, sorry. Uh, what was it like getting to represent your country on what is essentially the grandest stage, competing with the best in the world? Uh, it's great, man, just to wear those colors and have the opportunity to represent something that's bigger than yourself. Um, I've always been a team guy, team-oriented, and that's why I love the game of football. And um, just being able to represent, 
you know, the people who weren't able to make it out, the people who never been to, you know, overseas to London, the people who um, didn't get the opportunity to make the team. Um, I, I got to represent all those people, so it was a big deal for me. What was it like? Uh, you're a professional athlete. What 